Welcome back to Vibe Empowered. My name is Christine Refo, and we are about wrapping up the Empowered Woman series. We have two more to go, which is the Expressed, She is Expressed episode, which is today's. And the next one is Happiness. She is happy from the heart. Let's get started with today's episode on being expressed and we're really talking about creative expression, we're talking about creating your life and I I don't know how deep can this go, we will find out, (laughs) we will find out today, let's go deep, let's go there. Being expressed is such a task to explain I find because also always keep in mind I'm still on my journey right and I have come such a long way but I'm nowhere done so I'm gonna give you how I understand it I'm gonna give you my path and whatever lessons we can learn from this um you know we will take so what I know is you know first I was living the super average life you know I was Average, I say, because it felt like this was the normal path to take. I went to high school, I went to university, and eventually I ended up in banking. Now, my life actually was so far from average now that I say that, because I, you know, I lost my mother when I was 13. I moved from Germany to Italy after three years. I moved to the Middle East and finished high school in Qatar, in Doha. And then I chose my university in Canada. So I moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, and studied at the University of British Columbia, if you're familiar. And I also did an exchange in Hong Kong. And then I came back to finish university in Canada and moved to Switzerland for my job. So in all of this, you have to understand that I, from the age that I was 13, when my mom was gone, I was unrooted, right? I no longer had a home because my dad was the nomadic part of my, you know, of my ancestral line, of my parenting that I, you know, had received. My dad was the one who was always moving across all these different countries. And it was normal to me. Moving every two or three years was normal. My mom was the one who held us steady in one place. She was the one who really liked to be rooted. She never wanted to leave Germany, even though she moved within Germany a lot. But when she was no longer there, it was like <laughs> all all cards off the table. Like, you know, anywhere in the world you want to go, you can go because I suddenly was no longer attached to anything for the better or the worse. So for me living a life where, you know, obviously I created that, right? So this is already all coming into this episode of where you actually realize you create your own life. I'm just going to need to move this chair a little, apologies. I created that, right? I actually got a choice to move to the Middle East and I got a choice um, to pick my university and I chose Canada and I, I chose Hong Kong. I really did. I had to go through an application process and go through interviews with my university to be allowed to get one of the spots for that university for, for this exchange in Hong Kong. So that just was something that I was given. It was a privilege that I am only starting to recognize that not everyone grew up traveling as much as I did. And, you know, privilege is always invisible. So I'm just coming to understand just how privileged I have been 
to have this worldliness and to have all the languages that I've picked up in the course of those travels. Now, because this was something that was given to me without me having to work for it, it's privilege, right? You get it without any effort. It's it's a privilege. And that privilege was so invisible to me that I, just like I started the episode, I was like, I was living a fairly average life. Well, it wasn't really that average, was it? Now, was it, Christine? No, it wasn't. Fair enough. But I ended up, and I really say I ended up because it felt like the last, <laughs> the last fucking place I would want to go to. I ended up in banking, okay? And I'm just so not a banking person. And many people actually in the field said, Christine, you are wrong here. You're not us. You're not like us. You don't belong here. What on earth are you doing here? And I laughed it off. I didn't know what to do with that information, but it was true. And you have to understand that you create your life consciously or subconsciously. Most of us subconsciously, because what actually happens is our parents give us everything that they have already learned and understood. And that's called privilege. They give us everything that we didn't have to work for in understanding how to do life. You know, the qualities, the skills, the the understanding of the world. You know, some people are born to very, very wealthy parents. So they immediately just not just get the money with it, but they get how to make money, what to do with the money, how they need to, you know, invest and think about money. They get a whole lot of downloads, let's just say, around the topic of money and that's their privilege. Other people need to bust their asses off in order to understand how money works, to learn how to invest, to learn how to budget, to learn how to not let it slip through their fingers, to learn how to, you know, allow it in. You know, other people have to make a very big effort around the topic of money. And that is one of the lessons that you are yet to learn. So we always receive both. We get the privilege of learning from our parents everything that they have already understood. And we get the struggles that they have not, almost like the riddles, the quizzes that they have not solved yet. And those mysteries and quizzes you get to solve in your lifetime. And then once you have children, you will pass on what you have learned and what you have yet to solve, what mysteries you haven't been able to figure out yet. So having said all of this, if you actually have a look at the life you're living, it will, unless you have done inner work, if you've done no inner work, which is fine, totally cool, you're so welcome here, like I'm glad you are here. If you have done no inner work yet, you will find that you are living a life very similar to that of your parents. And I'm just going to leave it at that probably extremely similar to that of your parents. And if it doesn't look like the life of your parents, consider that obviously, you know, the culture's changing, society's moving along and stuff, but consider the underlying themes and the underlying themes will be extremely similar to that of your parents. Now, when you start doing the inner work, you will be able to free yourself of all of the patterns that you have inherited and you will be able to break free. free. Sorry. Tony Robbins says all growth comes from breaking a pattern. So you basically always want to bring patterns into your conscious awareness and then 
break them, be able to release them and heal them so that you can make new conscious choices. And conscious really means in this case, hey, what do I want? Okay, I'm just going to do it. Rather than being controlled by some subconscious force that you're not understanding, right? So as you are creating your new life, it's really about creating new conscious choices, new conscious, even new patterns that actually serve you, creating new patterns that serve you and that serve your goals. Because you have to be aware that you are, the less you have in your subconscious, the more you are creating your new life. And that starts with thought patterns, emotional patterns, habit patterns, you know? So this is all the new stuff now that you get to create. And it's really important that you do it consciously and don't let this almost like this, um, don't let, yeah, just, just paint this blank canvas, you know, just start painting it because we've done such a good job of letting go of old energy over the past years that you get a fresh start now. And this is really what wants to be set right now is to really create the new with conscious awareness. And that starts with pinning some goals pinning the right thoughts behind it, pinning the right emotional, you know, emotions behind it, and then actually putting the actions into action, actually doing them. And that will be the pathway to the life that you've always been wanting to live. So I'm excited for you because this is expression. Okay. This is you expressing yourself. You have to see that your life is, and I even want to say your physical body too, you know, like all of it really is your own creation. Like I once um, had um, a yoga teacher who's an influencer. I think he has like half a million followers. I forget his name. I'm sorry. He actually said, your body is your canvas. Your body is your expression. It's your canvas. What artwork are you going to put into the world? And that really stuck with me because I never really thought of my body as the expression of me. I more thought of something and I really was stuck in my own ways of thinking about my body, right? I thought, well, I'm given it and, you know, like my legs look like this and my shoulders look like that and they're not really going to look much better, are they? But then I really recognized when he said, you know, your body is your artwork. What artwork are you creating? I recognized how much choice I have around what my body looks like, what my body feels like. And just what it feels like to be in my body and what it looks like to be me. And just with that, I recognize just how much choice I actually have and how much power that gives me to create something that I am proud of, that I love to quote unquote exhibit, you know, like artwork. Um, so I just want to pass that on to you because I thought that was really, really profound. And in the same vein... I'm going to talk about expression from the throat, really just speaking as well in creativity, but really just from like the much, much bigger perspective in the same vein that you are already showing how you express yourself just by what your body looks like, by what your hair looks like, by what your face looks like. You know, if you think about it, um, women who put on makeup in a certain way, who do their hair a certain way, it immediately communicates something. You are already expressing yourself. The clothing 
OMG, right? You are already expressing yourself. If you hang out in pajamas all day, you are already saying without words what um, what you're all about. <laughs> Comfort, maybe. <laughs> um, or, you know, your clothing, like everything that you do is an expression of who you are. And, and your whole life extends from that. Your whole life that you are creating, where you live, how you live, your lifestyle, who you, who you hang out with, what work you do, that is all an expression of you. And now if you want to change that, so many people start from the outside, right? They say, I need to change my life. So maybe they move to a different country because like I said, that was my pattern. I would move to a different country every two or three years and I'm just going to scoot this one in sideways. I was doing it because it was a pattern. Every time I started getting bored in a country, I moved to a different country, ideally with a very big shock value, you know, with a very big culture shock value. And the more I was busy in my outside world to understand that culture, to settle, to find my way, uh, to make new friends, to find out where the supermarket is, what I'm going to eat, you know, to just get myself comfortable again. The moment I got comfortable, I got quote unquote bored and I moved to a different country again. Now, why is that? Because I needed to be constantly in survival and so busy in my outside world that I wouldn't get comfortable because the moment I got comfortable, my emotions would start coming to the surface. So I always recreated almost like a storm, an outside storm, so that I never had to deal with the storm that I had inside of myself. And I actually know someone who would always have a surgery, some sort of surgery, whether it was through an accident or a chosen plastic surgery, whenever she felt like she was maybe getting too comfortable or maybe she started feeling stuck, she would change something about her outside world. And this is really the big clue here. She would start something, she would change something about the outside, her outside appearance. But the thing is, when you really want to change your life, you have to remember that wherever you go, there you are. You will always go with you. So if you want to change your life and you really have this like, I can no longer do this. I hate my job. You know, um, what is it? Meltdown Mondays. I hate my job. I can't do this. Um, I need to change something. You need to start from the inside because you are the one who has created all of this. So instead of, and I'm, I'm not discrediting some real big profound decisions that you make in the outside world. I'm not saying they're not doing it but you have to change your inside too. You cannot just change partners and hope that the next relationship is going to go differently because it will not, because you are the same person with the same patterns. You almost can see yourself as a little puzzle piece. You will always find somebody who will fit your puzzle piece in the exact way. So you have to change your own shape so that you're, you are starting to be compatible with different kind of puzzle pieces. Because else the matching partner will always be the toxic one. The matching partner will always be the, um, I don't know, the abusive one, the tiring one, the, um, the man more in his feminine energy one. You know, you are the one who has to change 
what you are bringing to the table so that you will attract somebody else on the other side. And when we want to change our lives, we can get sort of the sort of the itch to make some drastic big shifts in our outside world. But really what we need to do is to tap into our inner world and see why we are so uncomfortable being still and being in this place right now, sitting with this discomfort. And that is where true healing happens. And once you are changing, your whole life will adjust very automatically very, very automatically, you will start making new decisions, easy decisions. A decision is when you don't know what to do, right? A decision is when you say, is it this or this or this? So by nature, a decision means you do not know what to do. When you change your inner world, you just know what to do. So it's not really a decision. You suddenly just know. You know that you have to leave that job. You know that there will be another job lined up. You know that, um, you know, the partner you're with is not the right partner. The country you're living in is no longer serving you. You just know because you suddenly, you suddenly just feel a sense of certainty around what your next step is. And you also, with that, start to make better choices for your own artwork that is your body, for your own artwork that is your life, your job, your expression. Now, don't forget to really start from the inside out. So, so important because you risk, especially if you don't have a mentor. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this over and over again. If you don't, if you don't have a mentor, you risk following these patterns and thinking that you are making progress, but you're actually just following the same pattern all over again. So I'm just saying it, okay? I do want to talk about the vocal expression because for me, uh, I cannot even tell you how big of a step it has been for me to be able to sit here and just, just podcast I've come from eight years of doing the inner work. I've come from a very suppressed environment in my childhood. I was very suppressed. I wasn't really um, helped to express myself, to express my needs, to express my emotions. And I say that to be very diplomatic about it. Sorry, my nose is still uh, clogging. I <laughs> I'm going so nasal. I'm sorry. Um, so I didn't really have access to my needs for the very long time, for the very long time, for the longest time. And I've also, I wasn't able to have opinions. I was so scared of having an opinion because I wouldn't know what the reaction would be to my opinions that I would at the beginning always hide in somebody else's opinion. So I would try and quote authors. I would try and quote books. I would try and refer to somebody else who said that I couldn't stand for my own opinion. And I honestly don't think that for in my 20s, I really had a lot of opinion to begin with because I just learned, I think, to really be self-effacing, like self um to almost like cancel myself, you know, like I didn't really want to be around. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to give anybody any reason to hate me. So I took myself out of, <laughs> I took myself almost like to the side and just became plain. 
and agreeable and a nicey-nicey. And it was a self-serving protective mechanism, of course. And, you know, with time, and this is really part of this whole expression series, with time, I've been willing to be more polarizing. But you, if you've been with me since the beginning, even just of this podcast, which, I mean, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg of eight years of work, I'm still learning to have a little bit of an edgier opinion and actually voicing it because I don't know what the reaction will be on the other side. So I'm learning to be polarizing. I'm learning to have an opinion that may throw some people off or that may offend people. And um, and it's been a journey. It's a journey of safety and it's a journey of really opening up the actually the sex chakra and the throat chakra. So safety is root chakra, banan. But sex chakra is lower creativity, throat chakra is higher creativity. So anything like poetry, speaking, voice, singing is vocalization is throat. And when they are blocked, which they are related, they come hand in hand, you know, they are blocked if there's been any kind of, you know, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, any kind of uh, suppression of the feminine, which, thank you, we have been in for, I don't know if it's millennia, but I'm going to say millennia. So obviously it's a real, real big reclamation of the feminine energy to actually come back into creativity. And when I would sit down, I already tried podcasting, I think two years ago. And even before then, when I started coaching, which by the way, I no longer do. So I no longer coach. I no longer do healing sessions for people. Um, But when I started coaching, I would get some friends into a Facebook group and try and help them to see, you know, to improve my coaching, to get them some results. And then I could use that as my first testimonials. I couldn't get words out. I would show up like a three-year-old on the stage. I was paralyzed by fear and I couldn't get words out. And even years later, when I tried to podcast, I would have such emotional waves come over me so much fear and so much mm, honestly just I can't even just emotional agony it was just I had to step away and I had to maybe even for three or four days nurse myself because it was too much for my inner children for my nervous system to show up and be public to speak to people to have an opinion too scared to mention things I wasn't allowed to say, Um, just a whole host of baggage that I was bringing with me to the point where my nervous system would actually shut down and for three days I would just be on the couch. Done. Out. Just three days on the couch and then I would slowly rev up again and then I would try again and I would go into another phase of just plunging for three days. Now it seems so foreign to say that now because it's just so far away from being a functioning person. Like I just, but you know, I always just kept fighting. I always tried to get back up on my feet. But just to tell you what a battle it has been for me and it is entirely okay if it is for you. Like if you feel like you're not there, you can't do it, you're too scared. All the people, honestly, all the coaches and gurus and um, business people who just tell you to just push through your fear and who tell you to just shove the unhelpful thoughts aside and do it anyway, 
those are all mainly honesty that always comes from men. I've only ever seen men do it or very masculine women, like women who are very in their masculine, who, you know, basically lack the understanding of what it can be like to truly be not functioning, to truly be out of commission, to no longer be able to show up, to no longer be able to get up, to absolutely not be able, sorry, my nose, (laughs) they don't know what it's like when your fears cannot be ignored because they are so big, so, so big. So if you have been struggling to make certain choices in your life, if you kind of know that you really want to do something, whether it is podcasting or Instagramming, or, you know, maybe you have some artistic hobby, or you want to express yourself by starting a business. If you're just absolutely in sheer fear paralyzed to make any other choices than the ones you're currently living, it's, it's okay. Like genuinely it's okay. Because that just means that you need a different strategy than the one that people have been giving you up until now. And that means you need some healing You need to, you know, almost like defrost some of that, you know, shock in your nervous system. And because the real big task is to come into a place where you feel safe enough to make choices that lead you into uncertainty. When we are so scared in our subconscious, right, our inner children, when we're so traumatized, And honestly, most people are traumatized, right? Like, so don't think that when I say traumatized, I'm thinking of like the odd, you know, the odd couple of women who are somewhere in a clinic. No, I'm saying like most of the population, like I'm actually saying 95% of people are traumatized and have never worked through their stuff, which is why they're sticking to a fixed life that has been prepared for them by society you know, I'm saying like, you know, you go to school, you go to university, and then you take on a job that has been given to you rather than creating your own, rather than creating with your own free expression, according to who you are, your own life and your own way of making money. You know, that is why I'm saying most people live in a state of frozen shock. And that needs some work in any of the ways that you choose to do it, but that needs some work in order to come to a place where you can create the life that you've always desired because you are okay with the uncertainty. You are okay breaking away from the known path. You are okay with some people taking offense and you doing it differently. And you are okay with being maybe even, you know, seen as a traitor or leaving people behind. And you are going to be okay with that because you know, you are healing, you're healing and you're healed and you can, you can choose your own path. Now, as I say this, and I really think, I really think you take this home. I really hope you take this home. As I'm saying this, for example, just last week, I have decided to let go of my job that I had created for myself because it yet again, with the new version of Christine, you know, with who I am becoming, I am shedding that old layer and I realized it wasn't me. It was a very important step in my journey, but it still wasn't fully me. It was more me, but not all of me. So I am actually no longer doing coaching. 
I'm entirely giving up the coaching business. It was a job I had created because remember, I was self-employed and I was trading time for money. While I was making absurdly good money, I still just didn't love it. It just no longer was me. So yet again, you know, with more healing that I have done this year, I was able to let go of the certainty of really good money, the certainty of a comfortable life because it was still compromising who I was. And so with that, I honestly, I cannot tell you how relieving, relieving, how releasing, relieving it feels to shed a weight that of something that just isn't you. And yeah, I just hope you can do the same, you know, with time, I hope you can do the same to let go of what no longer serves you and embrace the uncertainty of what is yet to come. Because when you are in trauma, you always fill the gap with the worst case scenarios, which is why you need to create so much certainty. But when you're healing, you start filling the gap, the void with almost like all the hope and all the wonders of what amazing things life can still bring to you, knowing that when you let go of the old, something new and something better can replace it. And that is probably one of the biggest gifts of healing is to know that the future is bringing untold and unforeseeable miracles. And that's what I'm excited for right now. And I hope you can shed some old layers too. We are in the perfect time to do that, whether it's even just going through your wardrobe, if it's going through your makeup bag, if it's going through your friends, if it's going through your freaking Instagram account and stop following all the people that make you feel less than. More Instagram accounts are dedicated to making you feel inferior and to making excuses and to normalize problems than we can possibly count. And I would like you to go through all of that and kick them all out. I've done that so many times. You need to kick out everyone who isn't leading you to your highest life. And with that, I really hope you create from a conscious place the life that you truly, truly want to create. I love you. This is the end of this episode. We have, I believe, a couple more to go. I'm sending you love. I hope you will show up for the next ones. And... Merry Christmas in the meantime and Happy New Year. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. 